Yo, 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 what up? And welcome back to the one and only Minorities Report Film Podcast. You deep dive into all things movies and entertainment through a colorful perspective. Yes, your favorite minorities. We are back. Report for duty. My name is Kobe Mack. And out in LA is Raul. Yo, yo. And over on the East Coast, back on my side of the time zone, is my boy Shama. Hello, everyone. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope pod to step to. And on today's episode, yeah, we're back and we are discussing everything, everywhere, possibly all at once, <laughs> but most definitely how 2022 has been treating us so far, uh, covering a little bit of Sundance. The craziest box office imaginable of another unprecedented year. Um, some other news takeaways from the South by Southwest. Nope, nope. The- Col- Colby Mack, you know, that word is banned. Oh, it is? No, okay. it's registered We're- to my name. No, because Shama won't stop saying it. The listeners know <laughs> that if we don't ban it, Shama will just say it every chance he gets. It's unprecedented. It's Why you know can't they just said be... it in one of my presentations? I said it oh, out my, loud I'm... in front of 1,000 people. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm sure you, can. right. you can't keep it out your mouth. Hopefully, we could just be a precedented year, right? Can we just have a precedented no, can... year? Yeah. I, I, would, I would like, I think the world wants nothing more than a very average year. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, I have no idea when that's going to be. Uneventful. Yeah. Uneventful. I mean, I don't know. Things are pretty eventful. Like we have the biggest event of the cinema year. We've got the Oscars coming up this weekend. Um, so we will try to do our best to get into it um, and predict to the best of our ability. But for now, yo, I think more importantly, how the heck is everyone doing? Bro, how's LA? You moved. Yeah. So like I was wondering, you know, you said we're on the West Coast. You know how they say like West Coast, best coast, but we're from the East Coast. And I never have anything to say back because I love the East Coast. So, like, is there an expression like that? Or it's just, like, is there nothing that fits with East Coast that rhymes? Yeah. East Coast is the Beast Coast. It's the Beast Coast? What what does that mean? Like, it's a beast, bro. Only real, like, only real beasts can make it out there. That's why everybody goes out west. Yeah, absolutely. Even folks who even use that moniker, like, the West Coast is the best coast. Like, yeah, no, it's not, bro. It's not, okay? Don't get me wrong. I love LA. I'm going to be moving out there. But, like, it's purely for business purposes, not for pleasure. Let me know. It's like, let me know when you can handle six feet of, uh, of snow. You know? Exactly. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah. But, but at nah, least you have to worry good, about man. snow. No, we don't. But that's the thing. It's just like West Coast, West Coast. Yeah, because, like, it's it's a cushy life, you know? We're comfortable here. We go hiking every Saturday. Yo, every Different s- hike. I swear, your IG is just filled with outdoor stuff. I, I can't that's get it. that. That's yeah. it. We got to LA. We became outdoorsy people because we don't got to deal with the humidity. We don't got to deal with. Uh, that's it. Really, the humidity is the problem, <laughs> and the overwhelming cold, I suppose. But like, you can deal with the cold. But here, I mean, we've gone hiking pretty cold weather. Um, but we uh, now we go hiking every Saturday, and it's great. We live in the valley, and there is we can do a different hike. We have done a different hike every Saturday since we got here. Um, and they're all within 30 minutes of us. So it's been dope, beautiful stuff. Um, you know, great scenery, great times. And, uh, 
yeah, it's been good and great food out here. New York got great food too, though. But yeah, I got to be honest with you. When I was out there with you guys, yo, let me just say it was great for all three of us to be together in LA. Like, if we weren't able to do Park City, Utah, I'm happy at the very least we could start this film year together in sunny California. Mm -hmm. I think it rained like once for like Mm -hmm. a couple of hours. That was it. Yo, shout out to Dre and some amazing photos that she captured of us three beautiful bearded bald men. Like, that was glorious. I I feel confident there was not a a group of three better looking men in all of LA. That's true. At that time. Yeah, the sun shined down on us, and we were so appreciative of it. Chama, I I really hope the sun is shining down on you. How have you been, man? I feel like I haven't seen your face in a while. Oh, me too. No, no one. I heard, I heard, I heard <laughs> his voice. <laughs> I heard, listen, I heard I heard his voice two days ago for the first time, and I I, I almost came to tears. I, I lost my voice like a month ago, and it doesn't want to come back again. And um, I've been like, oh my gosh, I've been. Like in the, it's like, oh my gosh, I froze. <laughs> We're in end of March, almost almost ninety days of the year. I spent fifty five days out of these ninety days out of North Carolina. Like it's crazy. I've been like all over the place. Been to Texas like uh, three times during like in three months. Of course, my kids live there, but I had like work-related events i spent like in texas almost 17 days in march i've been in south carolina for a long time i've been in tennessee so it has been crazy with work um but uh, i'm exhausted and tired but happy this year was great it started with all of us together as you said like in sunny la in the capital of cinema near hollywood we we enjoyed our time at sundance uh, virtually but we were in present together so it's 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 good so far. Um, I've been way behind on cinematic experiences, like not watching movies in theaters a lot. While I wa- I work kinda in the industry, but it was crazy. Yo, how about you, Kobanac? Sh- I gotta be honest with you. Um, yeah, it's been it's it's been crazy because this has been a year where I feel like I'm getting back on my game. Like, what I'm two film festivals in, and like now I feel like I'm kind of addicted. And I'm looking at getting some mm. more stuff, you know? Mm. Um, but it's been good. I, I think I rode the wave of being out in LA and making things work. I took care of my East Coast responsibilities on the West Coast time zone, which was fantastic. So much so that I've decided I'm going out to LA myself. I am transitioning. I can't sit here and call LA my home, but it will be my home base for a little while. Uh, so this summer, your boy, Mr. Mac himself, is going to be transitioning out to Los Angeles to take advantage of the sunshine and the good times. And um, it should be really, really good. You know, um, it's been it, – everybody always asks me, yo, like, yo, how's everything going? I say I'm busy, but I'm good busy. I'd much rather be good busy than, like, bored busy or, like, just unfulfilled busy. Um, I've been busy. I've been watching a ton of stuff, like, way more than what I thought I would. Definitely way more than last year. There's been a lot of TV. There's been a lot of film. There's been a lot of film festivals. Um, I like that. Give me that steady diet of all that content. And Colby's a happy man. He'd even be happier if you guys would give the show a follow. And then report pod on Twitter. Yo, we still got it, son. Nobody judge transitions like the boys from Minority Report film. Okay? <laughs> Make sure to give the show a follow at Ember Report Pod on Twitter and Instagram and 
I don't know why you wouldn't be, but subscribe to the website for any and all new content. And let me tell you, there's a lot of that at mreportpod.com. First up on the report, the box office. The crazy year of 2021 ended with Spider-Man No Way Home. And it started 2022 in a very challenging way. So far, 2022, we have like the Batman at $302 million. This is for the domestic box office. Spider-Man No Way Home is in number two at $224 million only in this three months of 2022. Uncharted at number three with $126 million. In number four, we have Sing 2 at $82 million. And in the fifth spot, we have Scream. Oh my gosh. Colby just put like weird eyes on his face while I'm saying scream. I like I screamed internally. <laughs> scream 2. I mean, sing. <laughs> you scared me. Scream is at $81 million. And then number 6, we have Jackass Forever, $57 million. Dog, $54 million. Death on the Nile, $43 million. Marry Me, $22 million. And then the 10th spot for 2022... The King's Man at $20 million. Don't let nobody tell you that movie theaters are dead. You know what these numbers make me do, y'all? It makes me smile that even in it the is. midst of still a precedented year, we are in the midst of a pandemic that seems to be winding down. There's a lot of other things that, be, that can be distracting of our time and our presence at the theater. But these numbers are strong. Like, I was shocked. No one would have guessed that Spider-Man No Way Home would be like the third largest domestic grocer of all time. Definitely not after Far From Home. And the fact that it's made this number without China is wild to me. Because all that tells me is that if China was in this equation, that it could possibly rival Avengers Endgame of being the biggest earner of all time. Yeah. So shout out to Spider-Man. Shout outs to shout outs to Sing too, bro. Sleeping giant. <laughs> yeah. Man. And with the sing along opening this week, it's still like attracting more families to the theaters to watch the sing along version. Wow. Encanto two Encanto came uh, sing along on Disney Plus, but Sing Two they decided to make it sing along in theaters to bring back more crowds for spring breaks. Wow. So so No Way Home is killing it. We know this. No Way Home. We're very proud of it. I just watched it. It's so funny. I realized yesterday that I had only seen it when it came out in theaters. That's the only time I saw the movie. At one time. So I watched it again. Go listen to our episode. I still have the same issues. But it's a really enjoyable movie. And, yo, Andrew Garfield, he does his thing. And I love this man. I feel like, I feel like he's just... I love the levity he brings. Anyway, uh, you know, it, it it's making crazy numbers, like you said, not including China, which is wild, right? Um, it's at almost $2 billion, again, without China. But Batman is still in the in, in the high millions, right? I think it was like seven, eight hundred million uh worldwide. Will Batman hit a billion? And if it doesn't. Is it a, is is it a failure? I don't think so, man. I, I think 
I think that 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 billion mark um, is a little tricky, right? Like this is not a rated R film, but it's definitely a rated R esque kind of like feeling movie, right? Like this is not going to make you feel good at the end. Um, this isn't going to fill you with hope like a Marvel movie. Like I don't think the Batman is a four quadrant film. Like I think there's action in it, and I would tell anybody to go watch it. But it's not. I mean, it's a it's a it's a detective noir story that has action elements to it, and that's not going to be for everybody. It's also three hours long. So, well, yo, shout out it's, to the fact that like it's made yeah. that much money, and it's a three hour movie. Yeah, yeah. it's a solid thirty, a it's a solid 30 of, minutes longer than than No Way Home. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying like with a budget of like less than two hundred million, it's like hundred and eighty-five million dollars budget. So it's doing well. Like if if it's like uh, international global box office combined, like with the domestic, is like over six hundred million. I think it will it it's successful. I don't think it's like it's a failure, and I think like uh, critically and um, I think everybody that I know that watched the movie really enjoyed it. Even they saying it's long, but like it's it's okay as as a long movie. Like they enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, it's and really I think long. It, it is long, but it's also telling that they're spinning off more content specifically from this film. Like we have the sure. penguin getting his own spin-off series on HBO Max. Who, if we're honest, is the best character in the film. I cannot wait to get to this review then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I am curious though. Like a movie that possibly like could have, at, at the very least, you know, had some impact. Yo, Disney's turning red decides to forego a theatrical release and to, to essentially debut, you know, um, exclusively on Disney Plus. Good idea, bad idea. Where y'all at? I always like vouch for the cinematic experience so whatever will be like i will always believe that like with this with these numbers and this crowd going to the movies i believe that disney should have released the movies in theater the movie in theaters especially that lots of states had their spring break starting with no family movies families are trying to to seek theaters and the 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 batman is dark for them like especially like for kids under 10 years old lots of families are rewatching. Sing to and Spider Man because they cannot find something new, and I think Disney should regret this because despite like the the differences on the take on the movie itself, it's still a quality Pixar film. The message, the delivery, the story, the outcome is different, especially like from from parenting point of view with with like teenage times. But Disney should have released it in theaters, especially that they have seen it at El Capitan. It has been playing in LA, selling out every day, all three or four shows. So families were trying to go to the theater to enjoy it. And while Disney, it it keeps growing more attendance and more viewership on Disney Plus with the adding of all all the Marvel TV shows from Netflix, acquiring them, changing the maturity rate on Disney Plus to finally like asking every family that like we are adding mature stuff on Disney Plus, which was shocking because that wasn't the plan for 2022. That was supposed to be pushed to 2023, but they found the best way to embed it this way. Turning Red should have been in theaters. It should have had its shot because it would have done um, decent numbers. Let's, let's, I mean, let's get to the nitty gritty though. You know, like, yes, Numbers are great. 
Pixar is great. It's uh, <laughs> it is you know Pixar. I feel like in in a general sense, Pixar anything Pixar at this point should be released theatrically. Um, it's just it's just the name of Pixar. But the biggest thing is it's like, <laughs> uh, why wouldn't we put Turning Red in uh, Disney Plus only? It's just a movie about another uh, minority that turns into an animal, uh, and that's and so we don't got to put that theatrically. It's just it's just another movie with minorities in it. Just put it in Disney Plus. It doesn't need a theatrical release. That sucks. You know what I mean? Like it it hurts to like see this movie that is primarily an Asian cast, inspired by you know by by an entire culture, <laughs> and they were just like, it's all right. We're just gonna put it. And Disney Plus. That sucks. You know, as a I'm not Asian, but like looking from the outside in, just seeing that, that hurts for me. You know what I mean? When I see that for them. I didn't yeah, I mean, look it, at it, it from this perspective, but I do agree with you. Like this hurt me now when I oh, you make sense. The other thing that we only have two Pixar movies that are released in 2022. Like this the next one will be Lightyear, which is yes, we are excited for the movie to know the origin of the of the pilot or like the uh, astronaut. But it's still like from the world of Toy Story. Yes, it's they're different. Not, they're, it's they're, not, they're not gonna put that one in Disney Plus. No, it's coming in theaters. It's already like of course. all its marketing for everything. And it was surprising, especially that like this director won the Oscars for Bao, a movie that kids will go into the theater to watch the beginning again and watch the short film before was it Coco, I believe. I think it was Coco. Yeah. Uh, to enjoy the experience. A movie that kids never for my kids never forget like that short movie bow before the movie but you understand like you know lightyear yes like i do have to give it it is based on previous ip like toy story is gigantic but we have to recognize like the difference between like on on another level if it wasn't based on this ip we're looking at uh movie inspired by asian characters by an asian director with a primarily asian cast versus a film by a white director with a primarily white cast getting a theatrical release versus the other one not getting a theatrical release you know as a minority looking i feel like you know, we got to point this out that's really really unfortunate and uh, it's something that like you know pixar at the end of the day should be taking this into consideration i understand that like at the end of the day they're a business but also they're an extremely profitable business and they also have a lot of influence and this this really could have made a little girl's day a little boy's day to be able to go to the theater and see this movie on the big screen. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, the most important thing, like, yes, the movie's being watched, but, like, in the four, you know, this is year four that this podcast has been around, and obviously we want to be able to look at film through a colorful perspective, and I think the perspective matters based off of, like, your entry point, and there is something that is more special when you can invest your time and your money into the theatrical experience, like, as you could walk away remembering, like, the great day that you had, by engaging with a piece of content where unfortunately when you're watching something on the small screen, it sometimes doesn't come across that special, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, it sucks that it is that way. So it's like, yeah, it's go it's going to, I don't want to say hurt. It's going to affect us more when you had the possibility of soul coming out in theaters, when you had the possibility of, you know, uh, of turning red coming out in theaters, or when you had the possibility of, you know, um, Raya and the last shot, was that in theaters? 
Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Ryan came in theaters. Ryan yeah. came out. There, I feel like there was another Luca, right? Was it Luca that was? Yeah, Luca. Yeah. yeah, you know, Luca it's was like, not. Yeah, yeah, Luca was not. So it's like you had these opportunities of 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 minority representation on the big screen that can be revered and have special moments where you don't forget it. Because honestly, we have so many moments we have in front of our TV screen that sometimes they don't stand out. And when you have a moment that you take a day and you really have to plan it out and you have to get the popcorn, it can feel special. It really, really can. That's why the Oscars, when they celebrate these films, they celebrate the spe- the magnitude of what film and how it transports you. Shout out to AMC and Nicole Kidman, how it transports you to a special place, right? <laughs> um, and I cannot wait for this weekend. We can be able to like you know talk about that. But like th- that's what I feel was was missed with Turning Red. I still appreciated the movie on a lot of different levels, and you know I hope we get a chance to be able to review it, you know, for the audience. But um, but man, it just could have been something even more special on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, we we do have to make give it up to Nicole Kidman for making movies better. You know? Next up on the report, Sundance. Yo, listen, it is. It's been film festival season. I mean, the beginning of this year. I mean, we're, come on, we got great film festivals throughout the year, but you know, we start out with a banger Sundance Film Festival. This is actually the Sundance South by Southwest uh, section. Uh, we, you know, as you guys know, we got to cover Sundance. The three of us had a great time. Came out to LA, watched movies together, recorded together. If you have not listened to the Micropods, yo, go back, listen, listen to our reviews. Um, very short, bite size. Episodes 15 minutes, 20 at the most. Uh, well, we are breaking down the films that we saw, a lot of the films that we saw at Sundance, and uh, and how we felt about them in, in, in just little segments. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to them, go listen to them. They're a great time. Uh, but, yo, we had a blast at Sundance. It was incredible. It was a great festival experience. Unfortunately, we did not get to go to Park City, Utah uh, to partake in person, but we still had a great time. We made the best of it. We got a lot of the stuff out there. So, Chew it up. But this year, luckily, Colby Mack did get to go in person to another film festival, another major film festival, Austin, Texas, uh, where the weather was much sunnier, I assume, and where he was able to attend in person with other people, have a great time, enjoy movies, both virtually and in person, go to talks. Yo, Colby Mack, South by Southwest. We have some reviews up on the site. We got a couple more dropping but tell us, South by Southwest, how was your experience in Austin, Texas? How was the general ambiance? What was the energy like? That's something I really care about. Like, were people excited? How was, you know, how did they take care of everything, you know, as being like one of the first film festivals that's taken people in that's like to this caliber? You know, what was your experience? The stars at night are beginning bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Yo, shout out to... Okay, I went to Austin last year. Not to go to the festival, but just like for a visit. And it was a ghost town. Fast forward a year later, this place is jumping. Like the moment I get there and yeah, your boy. So, okay, listen, guys. I'm a little technically limited, all right? Um, Shout out to those that have been following the thread on Twitter. I've yet to post anything on IG, but let me tell you something. I've got a lot of content that's going to be dropping very, very soon. And I'm trying to put this whole thing together because I took photos. I took videos documenting the entire journey of your boy called Mac getting in his van, living in his van the entire week of South by Southwest. 
It was fun. I transformed my 2019 Dodge Grand Caravan into a little mini apartment slash podcast studio slash everything I needed. And it was fantastic. Like I wish, man, now I wish I really, really got a chance to go and do Sundance in person. But if anything, like what I experienced in South by Southwest could come close to what we can expect. And yes, your boys will be at Sundance next year. Highly endorse it. It was so much fun getting to meet the folks who I spend so much of my digital life with in person. You know, shout out to the guys at In Session Film. Shout out to like so many different people that I got the chance to be able to hang out with. Um, Cat from Latinx Lens, you know, Raven Brunner. I mean, I, I've met like so many amazing folks and I'm going to document the entire thing. And aside from the great people that were there, there was great food. I had so much brisket. I had so many tacos. Great coffee. Like shout out to all the alcohol. You know what I love about film festivals? Apparently they just love to liquor you up. I'm signing up for that as many times as I can, all right? Like the festival organizers, yo, they were so legit. Um, the way that they had their um, their COVID protocols, like I was getting tested every day for COVID. Like they had everything set up. Uh, like I, you just feel super safe, super insulated. Um, it spread out over the entire city. And I think uniquely with South by Southwest, it's a multimedia conference where there's folks that are here for film. There's folks that are here for tech. There's folks that are here for music. And it kind of all blends together. It was super duper cool. You know, um, you know, we just want to say, you know, uh, uh, condolences and, you know, like fast recovery. Um, there was some, there was a very unfortunate event that happened uh, over the weekend at the end of the festival in regards to a shooting. Um, you know, our, our, our hearts and prayers go to those, um, you know, for, for anybody that's been, that's been hurt um, and everything like that. But outside of that, man, it was fantastic. Opening night, you know, seeing everybody arrive at the red carpet for everything, everywhere, all at once was phenomenal. Um, at the Paramount Theater, it was great. Like for me personally, literally the first day of the event and the moment that I parked my van, I'm going downstairs and I literally run into the person that inspired me to become a film critic. And it blew my mind. The first person that I see before I even get to the convention center, before I even pick up my, 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 ba my badge and everything, I meet the man that inspired me to become a film critic. And like that, that was like super duper big. So like I knew for a fact that my day was made. It was like, it was everything. Like I, I was, I was a smile. I was a bundle of joy the entire time. And yeah, I got to watch some amazing films. A24 was all over the place, bro. Like it, it was, you know, I, I, I cannot wait till next year. I, that, 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 I'll say that for now. Be on the lookout for like all the content, the videos, the photos and the reviews up on the website right now. We're going to be dropping more. Colby, I don't know. Like, just say so I want to just want to be very clear. I wasn't there, so there's no way that you ran <laughs> yes, to me. Me neither. So wow. we need to know who was there. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no. So literally, um, Scott Mance at Movie Mance, the guy is who I would model like you know my career, what I want to be. I mean, this guy loves movies. Uh, you know, just loves 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 storytelling, and and like he, I remember seeing him and uh, seeing what he does, like you know, on on the small screen. I think it's uh, not entertainment, uh, Access Hollywood and stuff like that. He was pretty much like the lead interviewer for all the red carpet events. And then after I saw him that day, I was just seeing him everywhere. And then it's just like having conversations with him like every day. We're talking about movies and like we're talking about this Nick Cage movie and stuff like that. He's like he, he, you you think Kobe's a ball of energy? Movie Mance is a ball of man of, of energy, and I I love the guy, and he's just one of my heroes in this game, and it was fantastic to have that start. Um, man, it, it was it was great. Shout out, shout yeah. out to him. So 
what you know what are some of the movies that people can look forward to that like stood out to you right off the top what's what what should people definitely be documenting looking out for I don't know if the festival just made your boy like super gleeful to kind of love everything, but I really didn't watch a quote unquote. Okay, maybe there's a, co- a couple of quote unquote bad films, but everything was a super enjoyable experience. I mean, uh, just dropping last week was A24's X, like yeah, the letter X, right? Um, starring Mia Goth and Brittany Snow and Kid Cudi and Jenna Ortega. Um, it's direct, written, directed by Ty West. It is like. A um a an homage to like the slasher grindhouse films from the seventies and the eighties. It is bloody, it is gory, it is hypersexual, but it is a lot of fun. That is in theaters right now. Um, coming up in a week or two is a film. Like honestly, no lie, the review is up on the website right now. It is one of the most wildest movie experiences I have ever experienced in my entire life. I think like, I, th- I think you said it was I think you said it was the wildest yes. movie going experience of your life. You know what? Like that's exactly what it was. I don't know. Like I'm I, I cannot wait to get my hands on the script because I have no idea how you write something like that. Um huh. it is one of the boldest and most imaginative films I've ever watched in my entire life. It's starring Michelle Yeoh. Um, it's got JB Lee Curtis in it. Um, it is everything, everywhere, all at once. You may have seen the trailer, and for those that haven't seen the trailer, go in super duper cold. It, it's gonna like it, it's gonna be that much more of an enjoyable experience. So that way, you just let this kind of like movie work on you. I think it's got a lot of heart. It is definitely outlandish. It is it, it is it is a wild ride, but it is so deserving of it. It's my second favorite movie of the entire year. Um, you do like the headliners at the festival were great. I mean, you've got heavy hitters like uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. With Nicolas Cage, um, The Lost City with Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, and Brad Pitt steals the show. It, it, it's kind of like Romancing the Stone, but like in the you know, second separate. It's also got Daniel Radcliffe. Yo, Harry Potter showed up to Texas, bro. We lost our minds because nobody thought that he'd be there. And here comes this tiny little man coming up. Oh, you guys are so great. <laughs> and of course, you got the one guy that's like, Harry Potter. Stop. He doesn't want to call Harry Potter. But like, he yeah, does some really, really cool not. things inside that movie. Oh, man, it, it was great. Bodies, bodies, bodies with like a really like, you know, great, you know, young and sexy cast. And I got to watch the first episode for Halo that's dropping on Paramount Plus. Uh, this week, like I mean, there's there's some great experience. Shout out to Amazon. The Amazon experience was fantastic. I got to go through this whole event. It was really cool, man. I want to go back. Can I go back? Uh, we're all gonna yeah. go back next year. We'll next guess. year, 2023. Yeah, we, 2023. What we're gonna do what yes. we're gonna do is we're gonna build bunk beds in your van. Woo! Yeah. I, I like that. Bunk, bunk, bunk beds in the van. <laughs> I think we can make that. Yo, there's a lot of freedom in the van. Number one, like, you know, flights and, and hotels, crazy expensive, right? But doing it in your van, mm. that's the right move. And that is it for Festival Talk. Next up, we got the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how I, – I won't say it snuck up on us because, once again, this is like the third time that we're doing the Oscars later in the year. I can't say necessarily I'm exhausted from it. Because I think over the past 10 years, this is the least amount of Oscars attention that I've given to it because I've had so many other things going on and I kind of like it. But if you ask film Twitter, everybody's over it. But yeah, the Oscars, they're this weekend. Um, It's pretty insane that it's like happening. I don't want to say so quickly, but like, yeah, they're here. The ballots are out. Votes are casted. And like 
guys, we have to like one. Have you guys? Do you feel that you've done your due diligence in watching all the associated movies and what's been nominated? I've seen most of what's been nominated. The vast majority, I would say, the vast majority. Uh, but let me tell you what. Uh, I am one of those people that has not been paying attention to this. At the moment, <laughs> someone asked me, do they have a host this year? I don't know. I couldn't answer. I they didn't look three. it up. <laughs> no idea. I don't know they what's got, going on. I'm walking, into this, I'm walking into this blind. I'm going to have a drink in my hand. I'm going to have hey. some food in my hand because I know it's going to be really upsetting. Um, but the moment, basically the moment the nominations came out and I saw that they had the audacity to not only nominate West Side Story, <laughs> but to nominate Steven Spielberg. I mean, you know, I stopped paying attention, dog. I'm going to be honest with you. I stopped paying attention. He is Steven Spielberg. And while you don't get nominated because you have a name. You sure about that? <laughs> I think the Oscars history says I guess that, you yes. do. They disagree. They disagree with me. Clearly, they disagree with me. But it's that, yeah, that's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's, Okay, you you know what is what side story got going for it? Nostalgia for some people, and beautiful okay. images. I'll give it that. It is, it, it it is one of the most images. beautiful shot films of the year. We have to agree with that. That's it. You don't it it is, is, yeah. you, you don't get be, you don't get best director and best picture just because of uh, your, your oil painting like film. Yo, I said this in a review. I, I I truly despise this movie. I felt very offended as a Puerto Rican watching this film. Very upset. I was seething watching this movie. But I will give it this. It is beautiful. The cinematography is great. That the crispness that again, it looks like an oil paint painting come to life, like straight up. But that's all I can give this movie. Shama, how do you feel? You, have you made a, have you made a dent in this uh, in this lineup? Um, honestly, like um, I've seen, I think everything that's nominated in the big, big categories, but uh, like. Some of the documentaries I didn't see, some of the short, um, most of the short films I didn't see. But um, overall, while our concern about West Side Story and how we were like so frustrated, watching part of the movie for the second time, I enjoyed uh, Rihanna DeBose's performance. It's really, really good. Like, and comparing her like to to the um, to the other nominees, um, like. She did a great job. She stole the role, the performance, and the next, especially in the supporting role, is Jesse Buckley for uh, The Lost Girl. But overall, like we were talking about Best Picture, it's a year that like we have a lot of names again. I did not expect Don't Look Up to, to be there when the, when the nominations happened. I expected only because Adam McKay's name, but especially with the reception of the movie itself, like how the critics received it and how like, it was like diverse thoughts about the film itself. But I, uh, anything can happen if Coda I mean, will win. Since yeah. we saw the movie at Sundance last year and uh, we have been vouching for the, for the movie, like... It's really sweet. It reminds us with like that best picture can be something like this, you know. It will be historical, like if it won best picture, because like it's the first streaming service movie to win best picture. Um that's what I mean, like, we're talking about. It's it's so much so that like I mean, sure, historical because of the streaming service, but also I mean, there's a lot of people that are upset that this movie was nominated. There's a lot of people upset that this movie could possibly win. 
to the point where they are comparing it to the Green Book. Yeah, I don't get where the controversy is coming from and why these comparisons. Like, let let us let us also say this, right? One, I I I guess I'll be alone on a hill. Green Book is not a bad movie. Um, it's not. I think it, I, I, I think like it perpetuates it perpetuates some too. wrong things outside of the movie, but in the movie itself, it's a well written, well directed film. Um, well performed. It does not perpetuate more negative things than West Side Story does. I, I, I agreed. And honestly, like this lineup, I guess you could say is problematic. I mean, we speak particularly regards to Best Picture. We're back to a field of ten. Our nominees are Belfast. A black and white film that's, you know, that essentially it's about a conflict that – it was hard to kind of see where – like, I mean, of course, it's a, it's a black and white film. There's no black people in it, right? So, like, I, I couldn't really, like, get much of a connection, like, to the story. But, like, it's it, it's a it's a good movie, right? You've got Coda. And I got to be honest with you guys. I still haven't watched Coda. I got time, though. Don't, oh, I, dare you. Don't beat me up. Don't beat me up. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I do not under – I don't get – why I have such a hard time watching Apple TV Plus films, but I just do. Okay, yeah, they're so um, good. They, I, they are. There's a lot of content on there. Like, Raul, let me tell you something. Raul put me puts me on to so much stuff. I just I just got to find time to do it. Right. Um, I'm gonna blame it on the film festivals. Right. Sundance, South by Southwest took all my time. Um, but you have Don't Look Up, Netflix film, Drive My Car. I hope that I can be able to find three plus hours to watch that movie. It's on HBO Max right now. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. A uh, Dune. Not enough people saw it. I do say that it's an incomplete film, but it's still it's a beautiful film. Um, you have King Richard, which is a Warner Brothers film. Licorice Pizza. We'll get into that problematic film. Yeah. Nightmare Alley. Not enough people saw it. The Power of the Dog. Another film that I've yet to see. I, I it's been in my queue forever. I just feel like I haven't been in the mood to watch it. And then of course you, you need, have West Side you need Story. Seven, you need seven shots of espresso. And like <laughs> seriously. To go through the power of the dog, like, and I think, I think, I think it's that. Going and going. There's something about that film that gives off this, like, I feel like I'm going to be exhausted watching it, and I just like, I know for a fact I need to be in the mood. So, like, the power of the dog, Coda, and drive my car, I, I I will feel complete in regards to be ready for this weekend if I can watch those films. It's a tall order, right? Um, but I, I I know I at the very least want to be able to do that. Um, right now the the, the film that's won the most already leading up to this uh, leading up to this weekend is The Power of the Dog. And for a lot of people that was the front runner, it's interesting as we get closer to the evening how a lot of these films kind of have their 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 spotlight dimmed a little bit. And now Coda seems to be because Coda won for PGA um, for Best Picture, um, which is a really, really big deal. Coda doesn't have a lot of nominations. And I guess if you get into like the you know the the history of it like we are not in a, like an academy awards podcast we leave that for next best picture we leave that for mike mike and oscar shout out to those guys being great supporters and friends hey. um but like if coda were to win like it would literally make history because like one it's a film for that's going to win for best picture and doesn't take it doesn't even have a nomination for directing you know like that like that's and, and, and honestly like i think the only acting you know nomination that it has in regards to uh, best supporting actor you know, um, so it's it's going to be an interesting night. Um, the directing lineup looks pretty good. It seems like this is Jane Campion's award to lose. And I mean, if her uh, her speeches can't lose it for, her, then I think she's a shoe in to be able to win. Um, yeah. Did you guys hear about that? Like the whole Jane Campion thing? No. 
Oh yeah, so apparently Jane Campion was accepting an award for I can't remember which what win. I don't know if it's DGA or whatever. And she kind of made a backhanded comp, a comment to the to the Williams sisters, talking about like, hey, you guys are great and stuff like that, but I got to compete with the guys. It was just kind of like a a really weird comment. She you know she ended, she ended up backtracking a little bit later, you know, saying that she apologized and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, it's going to be great. Right now, we're on the precipice of another female director winning so it'll be two female directors possibly winning back to back in consecutive years i mean and then i think that's just great for diversity and like just championing <laughs> see what i did there um hey. you know more content for um uh, for uh from not, not only just women but other underrepresented groups um to be representative in, like you know in awards bodies actually i'm okay with that if jane will win will win for uh, best director Okay, she did a great job putting the movie together. It's not for everyone. It's an enjoyable experience. It has one of the greatest cinematography. I enjoy the the dialogue in the film. Uh, yes, it's a it's, it's a best picture contender, but Coda has this ah, great feeling about it. Yeah, it was it was they could have nominated the director of Coda over Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. But 100%. as I said earlier, it's a name. Okay, and it's now he's historically the only director that has been nominated in four different decades, like or wow. four consecutive decades. So, uh, yes, and it's, it's Spielberg. I love Spielberg. It's like he's an idol. He's a he's a name. He's a big name, and he's um, movie supporter. He's a lot like everything, he, and he did different things throughout time. And I cannot wait for his next project because I feel it's so personal, and it will be more impactful on on everyone. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Jane winning this. Um, you know, I don't love uh, Power of the Dog. Um, I I think it's a beautiful film. I mean, I I I it, the cinematography is outstanding. Uh, the setting does a lot for the cinematography. Though it's it's gorgeous. Uh, it's captured beautifully. Um, performances are strong. I'm not going to sit here and say that the performances are as strong as people want to say it is. Um, hmm. I, I I I don't think that we see enough. I, I, I I'll give it to. I'll give it to Kirsten Dunst. Like she has the strongest performance because um, she has the most range in that performance. Like she's really delivering on different levels. Whereas I feel like a lot of the other characters are delivering on the uh, on one note, and every once in a while they'll peak. But she's really, really killing it with her performance. I'll give it to her. But everybody else, strong performances, not incredible performances. Um, but. I mean, you, you got to give it up. I'll say this. While I haven't watched Power of the Dog, I mean, it's got to be something to say that, you know, it's, it's, it's nominated in so many categories, adapted screenplay. It's nominated for, uh, for, for cinematography. Um, you were speaking in regards to the performance. So not only is Kirsten Dunst nominated for actress in a supporting role, her husband is nominated for actor in a supporting role in Jesse Plemons, the okay. co-star of the film. Or I guess in this instance, the star of the film is uh, uh, you know you got a um, Benedict, Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch, who is you who was essentially like one of the front runners for lead actor uh, for the film. Of course, we already spoke about it in regards to director as well as its nod for best picture. Like like I, I mean it, it it's it could be one of the most heralded films of all time, and it kind of seems like that's understated, right? Um, I really mm-hmm. can't wait to watch it so I can be able to have an informed opinion on that night. But I will say this. Um, for what is available in Best Picture, who do you guys want to win? Who do you think will win? Shama. I want uh, Coda to win. I'm still like um, skeptical about like if it will win or not because I feel like we will be surprised that like Power of the Dog will win. 
Um, I think these are like the the top be- between people want Coda and um, more of most academy members might lean towards Power of the Dog. It's so strange because, but I don't think we're gonna see a surprise out of these two. I will be happy if if Belfast won as well, but uh, I will be like static like for for Coda. And actually, we are happy for Coda and then next Belfast. I will not be happy for Power of the Dog because <laughs> I still believe that like, it should not be resembling the best picture of that year. Mm. Um, while while I, I'm definitely feeling that um, uh, Troy Coster from Coda will win, I will not be disappointed if Cody Smith McPhee won because he delivered great performance. Yes, ah, correct. Kristen yeah, Dunst. Yeah was great, but he's still better than Jesse Plemons in, in the film. Jesse Plemons was on another level. Cody Smith-McPhee, every single shot, he's, he's delivering a, a heartfelt performance, outstanding eye contact, body language, everything. Everything he was on another level. It's not Benedict Cumberbatch's best performance, definitely. In the imitation game, he was way, way stronger. In other movies, he was, he was stronger. He's good here, but it's our Benedict Cumberbatch. Gotcha. Okay. Raul, what do you want to win? What do you think will win for best picture? Listen. What I wanted to win didn't get nominated. Spider-Man No Way Home, right? Nope. Swan (laughs) Song. Oh, wow. Okay. Which which got snubbed of everything. It is the best film of the year. I don't care what anybody tells me. Um, But out of this list, I, you know, my heart is with Coda. Um, it, 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 it's just such, such a heartwarming film, right? At, you know, we saw it last year, Sundance, incredible. Um, I love this movie. I would be very excited if it won. Um, I would also be excited if Dune won. Those are my two heart choices. I, hmm. I don't think Dune has a shot, but Coda, I would be very excited. Um, but I'm with Shama. I don't see anything else other than the power of the dog winning. If West Side Story wins, I'll break something. If Licorice Pizza <laughs> wins... <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even think of it when you said it. Now I feel like my ang- like my rage is coming out of my I know. face. Well, <laughs> oh, oh my god! Or Liquor Pizza, another director that no. got nominated because of oh, his name. Gosh, I'm sorry, Sick. guys. Yo, that movie is insufferable. I feel like it is in- so de- <laughs> like it is so detached. It, like it's it it kind of <laughs> reminds me of Roma. Like it's such. A, I I know it's a very personal story to like to the director, but in no way does it have any type of universal appeal. And I cannot stand. Stand characters that don't go through any like interchanges or outward changes, and it's just like this presentation of like, it's just I'm not gonna call it nonsense. It just ain't for me. All right, not for you because it's it's because there's no, it's no narrative. I'm sorry to say it. It's not for, what what's happening. It's like we are hanging out together <laughs> from we started in the morning. Oh, we are having breakfast. Let's walk in the in the alley. We are doing some hiking. Yeah, it's our enjoyable day. But and it's super the cringe. Like there's what is the there's some like nothing. just. Oh my god! Like there's some just uh, yo. I, I in, in my opinion, I don't think Licorice Pizza like needs to embody what is best picture to the entire Academy. I, I just I don't get that choice, especially when you had a film that is adored by critics, in Spider Man No Way Home, and it's literally like one of the greatest box office successes of all time. Like everything of what the Oscars wants it to be to be able to attract audiences, just chooses not to. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna get off of the soapbox. But let's move over to directing, right? We have nominees of Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Um, we got Ryusuke, uh, no, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, <laughs> Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and <laughs> Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Who do you want to win? What do you think will win? 
I honestly will, like feel that Kenneth Branagh's best directing is this movie. And he I agree. Dra- he delivered a great personal story, making it universal in 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 an hour and a half. Yes. Um, See the difference between you- that movie and then Licorice Pizza. A personal story, but that still feels universal. That's what I got with Belfast. That no way did I get with Licorice Pizza. Exactly, but I feel that Jane will win. It's her year. Like it's a, yeah. She fits in every especially after white winning everything everywhere all the time. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Roll. Are you in agreement? So, out of the best pictures, the only two I haven't seen are Drive My Car and. Belfast, which I'm also trying to get to before the weekend, so I cannot speak on Kenneth Branagh, but I doubt that his directing in this is better than Cinderella, which is still the best live-action Disney movie or Disney remake that we have seen to date. Hands down, I'll go to the grave with that. Wow. Um, so, what out of what I have seen, again, PTA better not win. Spielberg better not win. Like, I'm just, like my friends are going to be very upset with me because I'm going to be so upset, uh, but I'll give it to Jane. Uh, also, but that's also because Benjamin Cleary also did not get nominated here for Swan, for Swan Song. Song. Gotcha. Yeah, made that clear. Gotcha. All right. And then we have actress in a leading role nominees: Jessica Chastain in the Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Raul, who do you want to win? Who do you think will win? You're one hundred percent. If Kristen Stewart doesn't win, I'm going to be so sad. Like, she, we, she, I don't know if she'll ever get another opportunity like this. This is, like, exactly what the Oscars give it to, right? They give it to good performances, yeah, but they often give it to, if you are depicting a historical figure, that gives you such a bump. But she's competing against other people that also did deliver strong performances. But, yo, um, 100%, I am behind Kristen Stewart winning this that is my heart and i'm gonna say that that's also what i think will win though again everybody else delivered in corporate form I, I i haven't seen the loss wait i haven't seen parallel mothers but all the other ladies do deliver incredible performance they all are deserving of this award and again most of them are depicting historical figures but uh christian stewart yo she is uh absolutely on another level in this movie shama I agree with Raul. Like Kristen Stewart has had her like lifetime choice so far. Like it's 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 a movie, it's a performance that like I don't know if she will ever make something similar. Of course, like she's still young, she has like her whole life, she might be nominated again. But she put all her heart and effort in this film and she delivered it very excellently. She's she goes to every single uh, ceremony and award and things and like she's trying like to be there and she's doing her best. Performance-wise, presence-wise, everything, she she's doing it. Like, and um, I hope she will win. And I have this feeling that she will win. Uh, the only person that I will not be disappointed if she won is Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Eyes of yeah. Tammy. It's incredible. Yeah. I was yeah. enamored by her performance. Like, it's still mesmerizing, amazing. The only one that I will be mad if she won will be Nicole Kidman, because. It's 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 not even one of her top ten performances. She shouldn't even been nominated for this. But uh, Olivia Colman, everything she does, like she's like amazing. Uh, Parallel Mothers, Penelope Cruz surprised me. I did not expect this in that film, and um, 
every single shot, she you can feel the effort there. But uh, I feel it's Kristen's year. Yeah, also, I feel like the stars quick, are our lineup for her. Quick shout out to Pablo Lorraine. Like, uh, that's another person that could have been directed in Spielberg's place mm-hmm. or a PTA's place. Um, because though I do not love Spencer, um, like there are there are elements of it that really really I disconnect with. But overall, if you if you're ever like, what does a director do? Go see Spencer. Okay, you will see a Christian Stewart you have never seen. Like she does not deliver her Christian Stewart isms in this, you know. And like, yes, we got to give it to her incredible performance, but also we got to give a shout out to her, her director Paula Lorraine for killing it and just staying on, knowing exactly what he was going for, knowing exactly what she needed to do, and just between the two of them, just being able to completely deliver. And every actor in this delivers an incredible performance. And anyway, the way the story is told in this gives you such a rush. That like 100. percent I don't know why he's not nominated for directing. Yeah, I gotta say Spencer did surprise me. Um, I wasn't in love with the narrative of the film, but I loved the mood and the tone that was. Yeah, like it, like that 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 it evoked the cinematography. Me. Oh, and I think it's great. Like, I mean, that that, that kind of hazy effect to be able to like emulate the time of like the late 80s, early 90s. I thought was really really great. Um, it it, it gives you kind of black swan vibes because of the growing anxiety um, that that Diana is is, is experiencing. Um, so I, I really did enjoy that. I enjoyed their performance a lot. Um, I don't think it was my favorite of the year, but I definitely believe that she is absolutely worthy of all the praise. And I believe that, like, um, not only do I want her to win, but I believe that she show that she will win. Um, and if she doesn't, like, she's still very young. She's got a, a, a huge like career that's ahead of her. Um, but I also, like you said, I wouldn't be mad at Jessica Chastain either. Uh, moving over to actor in a leading role, you got Javier Bardem for being in the Ricardos. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch with Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield, my man, and Tick Tick Boom. Uh, Will Smith, my man, and King Richard. And Denzel frickin' Washington in the tragedy of Macbeth. Um, I'd like to start here. I want Andrew Garfield to win for Tick Tick Boom. But Will Smith will win for King Richard. I agree with you completely. Like, I personally want Andrew Garfield, like, watching Tick Tick Boom, like, twice, his performance is phenomenal. Fantastic. And as I said earlier about Spider-Man and No Way Home, it's like, he is, like, the glowing thing inside the film that connected everything together to the point that, like, I want to see The Amazing Spider-Man 3 as soon as possible, if it will ever happen. Uh, or even him showing up again somewhere. But here in Tick Tick Boom, I, listening to the music, listening to him, uh, he's really good. He's really talented. Uh, but uh, Will, Will Smith, he deserves it. It's his time. It's his year. It's a great delivery of of a great um, like character and like characteristics of a person that like hard to combine again together. So I will be equally happy if if Andrew won or Will Smith won for this. Denzel Washington, he's Denzel. He's the, he will always be Denzel Washington. His performance <laughs> here is good. Is it like on another caliber? No, not here, not on another caliber. He's he's really strong, but uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, as I said, like should not win for this by any means. Yeah, I think there is a chance. Benedict, I think he's the dark horse that like could win. But Andrew Gar, I'm with you guys, Andrew Garfield, Will Smith. But shout out to Javier Bardem, who also delivered. He's he's delivering an incredible performance. He's deserving to be in these nominations. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, yeah. More than Nicole and the female actors. 
<laughs> and um, in an actor in a supporting role, we got Syrian Highs in Belfast, Troy Kotzer in Coda, Jesse Plemons um, in Power of the Dog, uh, J.K. Simmons in Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith McPhee in The Power of the Dog. Um, of like I said, the only film out of these that I actually saw was Belfast. So I would go with Syrian Hines. I don't think that there was really much in that particular role that I thought was worthy of like being nominated for Best Supporting um, Actor. Um, I, admittedly, I didn't do the greatest job this past year of really like, you know, kind of chronicle. I'm doing it this year, right? Of like really capturing like these roles that I feel like just hit me so I can be able to like kind of hold on to them by the end of the year. Um, I, I believe it's like, I believe the front runners are Troy Kotzer and Coda. And um, Cody Smith McPhee in The Power of the Dog. So I really don't have like an either who I want to win, but I feel like I'm going to say who I think is going to win is going to be Troy Kutzer in uh, Coda. I'm with you. I think Troy Kutzer, that's my heart. And uh, that's what I think is also going to win. I think he, uh, like I saw Coda again recently and he delivered an incredible performance. So. I agree 100%. Troy Kutzer it is. Got you. Into the little bit more appealing category, we got, I guess appealing in a sense, I feel like it's locked up. Actress in a supporting role, we got Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter. We have Judy Dench in Belfast. Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog. Um, Anjanu Ellis, shout out, in King Richard. And I think who is the stone cold lock is the beautiful Ariana DeBose from West Side Story. Probably the best thing for that entire movie. She is. She is the best she thing. She is absolutely the best thing. Yeah. Her, yes, she is number uh, one, and except, then cinematography except, number two. Yeah. Everything except for her accent. Yeah, got you. Hey, you know, I can't say it's perfect, but like she was damn good, and I would watch her all day, and can't wait for her to do even more things, so she's not just relegated to you know musical theater uh, performances. Um, and like you know, like I said, you know, when it comes to original screenplay and adaptive screenplay. You're going to have all your same players here from Best Picture and stuff like that. I will say animated feature. I'd love to get you guys really quickly, and then we'll wrap up. Um, who do you think – Listen. You, who do you want to win? Who will win for animated feature? Nominees, Encanto. Flea, which I feel like is a little bit of a category fraud, but whatever. Luca, The Mitchells versus The Machines, and Ryan the Last Dragon. Can I real quick, before we even get into this, I it has it, – this has been bothering me for a long time now. How Flea can get nominated, and this is before the nominations released, but people were talking about this, saying, can I get nominated for Best Animation? How it can get nominated for Best Animation and Best Documentary and Best International Film Yo, bro, is beyond I, me. I, I don't get it. It's I beyond me. It. I don't understand. Like, I get that there is animation. This is a documentary. Okay? It has its own category. This is a documentary. I get it. It's animated. This is a documentary. You cannot sit here. It's unfair to compare the animation in this, which is not meant to be the highlight, right? At the end of the Correct. day, this story, the, 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 they even say it. The animation in this is is a means to an end. They use it. It's a device to accomplish hiding an identity that, that they didn't want to reveal in this. Correct. So yeah, the director said it's it. very it creative. Was, it was it's the great. only way to make the movie. Yes, it's great. It's phenomenal. I love it. I love how creative they got with it. They were determined to tell the story. It bothers the hell out of me that they dare nominate it for Best Animated Feature. It it, it really is bothering me. Um, but apart from that, uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines, that's what I want to win. And I will be upset if anything else wins. So I'm going to say it also will win. You think it'll win? So you, you have that over Encanto? A hundred percent. Okay. All right. What about the Machine? Is a better written script. It's better. Uh, the animation Facts. is more creative. 
I love the animation. I love the storytelling. It's yeah. more entertaining. Um, and just overall, just a, just a better overall narrative. And at the end, you feel so much more uh, fulfilled at the, end yeah. of the, uh, at the end of the film. So, Despite The Mitchells vs. The Machine is the strongest film out of, the, of this list, it's like the best quality to deliver um, great animation, different animation, great story. Like it, I was okay with this movie was nominated for best screenplay because like it was really well written. But um, I love Encanto, so my heart is like, uh, what if one of them won? I will be equal, equally happy. Like I, I love both movies, but. Um, uh, Flea should not win an animation. Flea, yes, it's a great, great, great documentary that I truly enjoyed since Sundance. I'm okay with it winning even international and documentary, but an animation, it should not have been uh, nominated. Yeah, I, I think I think Drive My Car is going to lock up international. I mean, it's nominated for Best Picture uh, of the Year. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. it's crazy to think because it's like so. If the Power of the Dog was to be animated, that means that it'd be a lock for animated feature, right? It's interesting, right? Right, like I, yeah. I feel like that opens up a really I mean, kind of weird, again, slippery slope. Then, then, Toy, Toy Story, Toy Story, we get nominated for both often. Yeah, but I feel like it's a, it's a well. bigger feat for an animated feature to cross over into Best Picture. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And 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 like so, I don't know. It, it's weird seeing Flea. That Flea's not bad. I, I think it's a great document. To me, I think narratively, I, well, I think what's bold is what it's like, what it's tackling. Not necessarily like at how it's tackling it. I mean, like I guess that's kind of innovative in regards to hide the identity. But like, what the Mitchells versus Machine? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't remember like the last time that a studio, specifically like what Netflix, you know, did and with like, like it's Sony, man. Like it's 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 a cinematic grand slam. Like it's a stone cold Kobe Max certified ten out of ten. Like I find no faults in that film. It's heartwarming. It's an intergenerational story that just like. It, it 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 feels so universal because we've all had this kind of like weird battles with our parents and like a lot of that can be very cliche but i think that it's really fresh in the way that it tackles those themes and it feels so realistic and the fact that it's all animated makes it work even that much better like i i i, I it's 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 a fantastic movie like it is brilliantly animated and i think that because of that element that's what we should be celebrating in this particular category. So that's what I want to win. And that's what I believe will win. Or, you know, so shout out to Lord and Miller for the work that they're doing there. But yo, if, if a Kanto wins, I'm not gonna be mad at it. It's a great, you know, it's a great movie. And I, it's, it's, I mean, I cannot get, you know, the Bruno song. You don't talk about Bruno. I've never listened Bruno, to a song Bruno, in my Bruno. life. Like, we don't Man. talk about Bruno. I listen to it every morning when I shower and every evening. Like it's part of you my. Did that, it was you did that. The Greatest Showman. Don't lie. <laughs> huh? You did that. You did that with the Greatest Showman. Don't lie. Yeah, for a long Yo, time. The Greatest Showman. Bruno now is like every. Yeah, maybe maybe the Greatest Showman, but it was the whole playlist for the Greatest Showman. Bruno. That's true. Was like here. It's every day. It's every day. Like the Greatest Showman. I can yeah, listen to I, I get it. It has, day, it has listen, one good song. Listen, I think there's two good songs. No, there's. I think. I think. I think there's more than one good song. Um, but like under the, the surface, entire, under the surface, the entire those Orovitas yeah. is like. 
It is, it is. I mean, the entirety may not be a bop, but it definitely does have some bops. Um, and there will be bops, like, like you know, that's going to be celebrated. So I'm, it's, I think it's going to be a good show. Um, I really hope, I want the Academy to not be so, like, wrapped up into numbers. And I get it's a business that they have to make sure that this particular show that they put on is profitable. They want people to be able to watch it. Um, it sucks that they're not going to be showing all the nominees on that night, at least live, right? Um, it sucks the little missteps that they made along the way, but I'm, I'm still down for it. It's still a dream of mine to be able to be there um, at that at the event um, to hopefully be nominated for an Academy Award and to ultimately win and give like a really dope acceptance speech. So that's what I'm here for. So it's a night of nights. Um, please, if you guys follow, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, online. We're gonna go ahead and um, put together our, um, our our you know our picks and stuff like that. I mean, every year we kind of make it competitive to kind of like you know um, something against ourselves, and of course for the folks who are following us too. So like, yeah, do your Oscars ballots, pull them over somewhere, you know, post on a thread that I'll you know that we'll go ahead and put up you know on IG and on Twitter and kind of participate. You know, we got these uh, 23, 22 categories and stuff, so it's uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun on that night, March twenty seventh at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's five p.m. for you, Roel. Um, on abc and uh let us uh see how you guys did uh but yo that'll go ahead and close out this big show thank you that's all we have for you everyone please give us a review leave us a review on apple Podcasts. we really appreciate it um it helps us climb the charts and helps people to find us also make sure that you check out the site at mreportpod.com stay up to date with everything that we're doing um there are reviews for x for everything everywhere all at once a lot of other content from south by southwest stuff that's going to be coming out this week um so please stay tuned for that uh team where can the people find you you can find me somewhere on the road because like I'm every day, every somewhere. But I'm at Mohammed Chama on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at the Ron Levado on Twitter and Instagram. You can find your boy at Colby Told Me, and you can find us at M Report Pod. Hey, be a part of the show, and if you have a report, please do let us know. This has been yours, Minority Support. Peace.